episode of Cut the Foreplay. My name is Nadia Favri. I'm your host for this and every other episode until the internet goes away. Wow. Muscle memory is a crazy thing. <laughs> I'm saying that because I want to out myself. I haven't uh, made an episode in, I'm not even going to look because I know it's going to be in the comment section in months, probably since the beginning of this year, but I wanted to jump back on that train. Many things have happened. Uh, if you don't know, I left Capital FM for Kiss FM. What a leap. <laughs> It's just been crazy because uh, there are a lot of articles that came out and they were like, Kiss FM breaks into Capital FM, snatches their wigs and their best host. And it wasn't quite as dramatic. There was no wig snatching. It was mostly a lot of radio talk and had drinking tea and negotiating salaries. <laughs> the most adult thing I've ever done in my life, probably. Actually, that's not true because more recently I went to Oktoberfest. Uh, my partner's co-workers were having a dinner party of some sort. And everybody was like, oh, this sausage is like this. This is a soft sausage. This sausage has no skin. This one. And do you know what that was like for me? Not to make at least 6,000 dick jokes. I was shaking by the time I left that place. That was the most adulty thing I've done in my life. But when I got home, <laughs> I had to stand in front of the mirror like Eminem and 8 Mile and just like spit out all the dick dick jokes that I needed that were like living inside my body because that's how you get a yeast infection. Yeah, you can listen to me on KISS FM every day. That's Monday to Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. And shoot me a little tweet at It's Nadia Favorite. Let me know what you think of the show and I'll give you a little shout out. Now that you're all caught up on my career, it wasn't that much of a, <laughs> it was just a one move. This is how this episode started. Essentially, I was having a conversation with somebody and they were talking about their hoe phase. And I had this complete look of like, this is not relatable to me. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, my entire life is a hoe phase. I have, uh, <laughs> this is, I'm being really serious. I have bouts of like monogamy or bouts of uh, looking at somebody and being like, okay, let's give this a try but mostly I belong to the streets. The streets own me, and if you are in a monogamous relationship with me, you're renting me. <laughs> that's honestly my whole truth. So I thought to myself, I'm going to write to everybody that I know that's a dirty little slut and tell them to share their stories with me. So I got out my phone, and I was like, kacha, 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 and nobody responded. <laughs> Not a single soul wanted to tell me about being slutty. I think we all want to be so free and joyful about sex, but there's still some kind of lower your gaze, sister, kind of energy that goes on around talking about sexual activities, about blowing up bucks. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about dirty things in general just to soothe my soul because I needed to make this episode. And next season, we're going to try this again. I'm going to put this question out even to the public and we're going to get some silly stories about diddling because there is no party like a diddling party because a diddling party is mandatory. 
If you understood that that came from two references, which was S Club 7 and Liz Lemon on 30 Rock, DM me. I am ready for you to have my jaundiced babies. Hi, Ochatuanze, where are we? A stunning model says uh, she's been taught to orgasm simply by using her mind and claims she can now climax without any touch. I know as this episode goes along, I'm going to be like, oh, wow, you're so lucky. That's so cool. But I know these people are suffering. That, that cannot be a good thing. Just use in your mind. You know, when I'm on, on uh, the radio, I get like seven minutes in between each link. A link is just like a little talking space there between one minute minute to one minute 30 seconds or if you have you know an ad in there let's say maximum two minutes 30. You're telling me that seven minutes in between each link I can't get there. I absolutely can and I know exactly what I can think about. I got a steady rotation of uh, sexy thoughts that I've accumulated over my life and man nothing serves me more than them I'll tell you. (laughs) They just no expiry date. That's honey baby forever gold. Sorry I got lost in it. Whoa excuse I'm very pleased that my seat is not leather. I would be sliding off of it right now. A woman 39 years old uh, learned the life-changing technique while studying Tantra yoga at a retreat in Costa Rica. Quote, it opened a new world for me. She declared in an interview with NudePR.com. What? Let me just look that up real quick. NudePR.com. Oh, wow. It's pink. Services. Okay. Oh my god, let me get on my debit card real quick. Oh, boo. It's like a (laughs) brand consulting, content creation, media relations, social media management, and media training. I thought this was going to be a sexy time. It absolutely was not. Tantra yoga weaves uh, together mantra, meditation, visualization, initiation to study the inner universe, to unlock divine feminine energy. It also focuses on breath work and has taught me to reach orgasms without hands. You can do it with a partner or alone during sex and it makes you orgasm stronger. I share it with my boyfriend and we can even have sex without moving. Just penetration and breathing, she continued. Why am I thirsty all of a sudden? (laughs) Oh, I just get my... I'm patched! Anyone can do it, but you have to practice meditation and breathing work on a daily basis. Here's the thing, the difference between me and this stunning 20, 39-year-old model is that I practice meditation twice a day, but it's to keep away anxiety. And (laughs) it's fact. And on top of that, the other meditation that I did that's quite similar to Tantra was uh, because I have night terrors. And in my night terrors, there's always tsunamis. Don't ask me why, it's a Mombasa thing. But I also found out that I can lucid dream if you meditate before you sleep. And I actually had one of those dreams, those lucid dreams earlier today. And I think that's what pushed me and nudged me and made me feel absolutely excited and ready to do this episode is because in my dream, I was lucid dreaming and I saw a billboard and I jumped into the billboard and all of a sudden I was by the ocean and I was walking around. There was a a lot of hot people and I was picking which one I wanted to have sex with on a helicopter. And that is why I learned how to lucid dream part two. You know what they say, a top never rests. I'm blowing out backs in real life, blowing out backs in my dreams. But we all have paths that are set out for us and this one is mine. Honestly, she might uh, just win me over with this one. She says, when you reach orgasm, you can manifest absolutely anything, even winning the lottery. First of all, (laughs) let's take a step back. I don't think there's ever a point where if I'm having an orgasm, I'm thinking to myself, 
Universe, I sent in that proposal yesterday and I really hope they're impressed because I want that job pretty badly. Manifesting that they come up with the third season of Big Little Lies. Manifesting that when I'm traveling my IBS doesn't kick in. That would be really lovely. Um, uh, when you have an orgasm, you have to think about what you really want and wish for this. I need you the next time you have sex, or if you are somebody that really enjoys my voice so you play it in the background as you have sex, first of all, thank you, and it's a real pleasure to be here. I want you to try and manifest something and uh, see if it works. I'm going to do the same, and it'll be like we're synced. One person going through one thing. I hope not, because that's really creepy. I came back from Costa Rica so happy with everything in my life, but I knew that I could manifest anything that I wanted, so I tried it out. I was manifesting money, new hobbies, and a new career, and it all happened. How can you manifest a hobby? I love how I'm, it seems like I'm making fun of this, yet I am a firm believer in everything that she's saying. But, like, manifesting a hobby is kind of crazy, right? I guess you could just try things and hope that you're gonna pick out something that eventually makes you happy. That one I'm a little bit confused about, but we'll let that one slide. I wanted a new boyfriend who was conscious consciously aware and a really sweet guy a week later i found him she's like <laughs> she's like i put an ad on craigslist and the universe just sent him over despite now being capable of achieving a hands-free orgasm again oh mashallah vonk says it's uh, important to be mindful of who you are share your sexual energy with i absolutely agree i wonder if this is the perfect time for me to say that i wish britney spears could take back all of her energy from justin timberlake because he is a useless noodle ass hair piece of shit and I've been preaching this since the early 2000s and I'm really glad everybody on this planet is finally on board with this. Maybe I should do a full episode where I discuss Britney's book. Like the horny book club but Britney edition. It's not very horny but for most people she was a sexual awakening. I mean are you kidding? Look at Toxic. Slave for you. I'm not really into the schoolgirl look but people were obsessed with the baby one more time energy. I'm here for the full latex. It's oops I did it again for me. Oh what about every time I try and then she's like in the bathtub. Britney, nay, nay. It's gonna be... M no, it's not. Because you're cancelled. Justin. The reason I love the story and I picked it is because it's not one of the stories where she's like, I can have an orgasm whenever I want, but I also have orgasms even when I don't want them. You know, it's one of those like anomalies where this woman can just have a wonderful and pleasurable experience and that's that. There's no downside to it. She's linked it to spirituality and I'm really living for that. Now onto the other side, back to the country that half raised me. In Canada, there is a writer that has revealed she experiences accidental orgasms while doing the following. Sneezing, practicing yoga. I mean, yoga is always a trigger apparently. And also this would not fly very well with me because I have terrible allergies. I would just be like, no, that's it. One thing that I love about Twitter is that uh, every time somebody makes a sandwich, somebody's like, that's a Scooby-Doo ass sandwich. It's like the guy's just got like three pieces of bacon on it. Just chill. So sneezing, practicing yoga, inadvertently climaxing while in frog's pose. Frog's pose. I thought it would be like happy baby because all the bits are out. And while practicing other intense hip opening exercises, that's what's up, and other normal activities, uh, I'm just going to make up a list of what I assume are normal activities, brushing your teeth, pulling out a stray chin hair, calling your mom, eating chocolate cake and sitting down and eight hours later when you open the door and it's the first person you've seen all day, they smile at you and you think it's because you're cute, but then when they leave and you look in the mirror, you realize it's because you've got Joker-style chocolate on your face on the sides of your lips. 
that's not based off a true story. I just really spontaneously made that up. Brian Hogan made, ah, any relation to Uncle Hulk? No. Made the kinky confession in an essay penned for Scary Mommy. Oh my God, not mommy. Uh, saying she's not the only one to experience earth-shattering orgasms while undertaking everyday tasks. Honestly, I'm ruined for her. It's totally normal, Hogan declared. We are sensitive human beings who have bodies filled with sensitive nerve endings, and it happens. In an essay, the writer referenced a 2018 study published in the International Journal of Sexual Health, which stated that orgasms can be experienced in association with varied forms of sensory stimulation outside of a sexual context. This I know to be true because like I know a lot of people who actually I dated somebody uh, who did this. They didn't think about anything. They didn't. I know it's it's an oversimplification, but like most people when they lay down in their mind's eye, they think of something sexual. But this person just used their hands. No thoughts, just vibes. <laughs> and I still think about that till present day. I'm like, how wonderful must that be? Like you've had a long, hard day. You want some kind of uh, release because your body has all this pent up energy. No further thoughts required, just action, honestly. I know they say God doesn't have a favorite, but damn. The journal says, and uh, if you've experienced any one of these and have significant trauma, because I'm sure you would, here you go. The journal says non-sexual orgasms have been experienced by people who are exercising. The second one is the one that I think is traumatizing, is breastfeeding. Ah, riding in vehicles, sleeping. Yeah, that one is a good one because you're also just minimal effort. Using drugs and eating. Defecating. <laughs> Oh my god, sexologist Jess O'Reilly, who claimed exercise was the most common way to accidentally climax. I'm guessing because the hormones are going crazy. You've got the, what's it called? Adrenaline pumping. That one makes absolute sense. But taking a dump? Damn. Talk about two for one. If you are high on the sexual excitability scale, this means that you become aroused with ease, both physically and mentally. You may be more primed to experience them. And if you tend to be present in your body, open to pleasure, less likely to squash arousal and low in inhibitions, you may also be more likely to have them. I love this for us. I feel like this is achievable for all of us. This is also a great piece of information because the next time you sit across a man and he says, it's really difficult to please women, you can be like, hey, listen, I know somebody that can take a shit and have an orgasm, so put your back into it, buddy. There's always this funny feeling after I haven't done an episode in months, and this one's clearly almost been a year, is that I'm a completely different person on the podcast than I get to be on radio. On radio, I am a little bit more structured, and here, I just told you that you can have an orgasm while dropping a load, and uh, I've never felt more like myself, so... It's a good feeling, like being welcomed home after a long, hard day of wearing a button-up shirt, taking off your bra and letting your titties fall and your nipple touching your belly button. Oh man, it's funny because I did uh, put this episode together a while ago and coming back to these stories, I'm realizing again and again why I picked them. Rachel Bilson is who I want to talk about. You must remember her from the show The O.C. She played Summer, friend to Marissa who died and then fell over into Ryan's arms. Sorry if you're Gen Z, that's a spoiler for you. You should have been alive while it was happening. That's not my fault. She falls over and then you hear, Where are we? What the hell? Everybody in the world. By everybody in the world, I mean like uh, everybody who was on that 8, 7 central timing. I don't know if that's how the timing is told. I just remember it was 8, 7 central. <laughs>
Everybody's out there crying simultaneously. It was beautiful. It was heartbreaking. You know her from that show. Well, she now has a podcast called Broad Ideas. Um, in an episode of her show, she says that she didn't climax during intercourse until the age of 38. 38 years old. Let's keep in mind the fact that this woman has dated quite a few men in Hollywood. Let's go through this. In the episode, she turns to Whitney Cummings and she goes, isn't that crazy? No, my friend, that is absolutely fucking deranged. Not because, this is the thing, you can start having sex at whatever age that you want, that you feel comfortable with, live your best life. But if you are actively having sex from the time you are in your 20s to 38 with partners that are deriving pleasure from your experience, but you're still not getting there, that's crazy to me. The stand-up comedian was the one to kick off the candid conversation, aka that's Whitney Cummings, explaining to Rachel Bilson that she first orgasmed from sex after getting off birth control within the last year. I mean, that's also something that you have to consider is the hormonal, like, that's the roller coaster of uh, your hormones when you're on or off birth control. That sounds like those, like, those things, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, um, you know with the circle and the line and then you go and you try not to get zapped like in Omopika books money of the books books money of the books books money of the books books and it's a fucking toothbrush so Whitney Cummings goes on to say that uh, she could she could uh, orgasm when she touched herself but never with somebody else and Rachel Bilson who's now 41 years old uh, chimed in and said of course yeah but not from like and then she used a couple of vulgar words but what she meant was penetration So this is really lovely to see that women are sitting around and having a candid conversation about sex because often I think, and we had this uh, episode a couple of seasons ago called Let's Talk Orgasms where a group of people that I love and respect talked about their experiences achieving orgasms as women. The number one conclusion that they came to and uh, they keep coming to all of us as women is mostly that 70% of women cannot have orgasms through penetration. So penises are more so seen as foreplay. And that I think is a little difficult for most men to hear or grasp or <laughs> come to terms with, but it be what it be, my friend. So if you don't know this, uh, Rachel Bilson dated Adam Brody from 2003 to 2006, as well as Hayden Christensen from Star Wars. You know the one. He's also in Jumper from 2007 to 2017. So she dated him for 10 years. She did not have an orgasm based on the timeline that she's given. She didn't say this, but the internet did because I went kacha 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 and I stalked the situation on Twitter and now I'm well versed. The man who gave Rachel Bilson an orgasm goes to none other than funny, skinny, pale, malnourished Victorian child uh, of a wonderful man, Bill Hader from SNL. That information is honestly life-changing. I don't know how it's changed my life, but it absolutely has. That's so embarrassing, but also putting it out there Adam Brody is currently married to what's her name kind of looks similar to Rachel Bilson played Blair Waldorf in Gossip Girl what is it called what is her name Leighton Meester she was also in that song with uh, make them good girls go bad what's it called you were hanging on the corner with your fabulous friends Super embarrassing song, and I know absolutely all the lyrics. Good girls go bad, bad. 
Anyway, honest to God, if I was in a relationship with somebody and for 10 years, even honestly for three fucking days, and they went online on a podcast and said that they've never had an orgasm, I would break all of my equipment, quit my job, and move to a farm in Canada and sell corn. Why corn? Knowing that I'm allergic to it? Just because I don't even deserve to eat the thing that I'm making. (laughs) Now, San Francisco, March 18th. Let's start here. After temporarily closing his leather-making business during the pandemic, Travis Butterworth found himself lonely and bored at home. The 47-year-old man turned to Replica, an app that uses artificial intelligence technology similar to OpenAI's ChatGPT, the works. He designed a female avatar with pink hair and a face tattoo, and she named herself Lily Rose. (coughs) First of all, if I designed an avatar, you best believe my soul would be in that woman, and she would be called, like, Fatuma Vyombovichafu or something like that. Lily Rose is the most fu- fucking tame white girl name in the world. Fatuma, Fatuma Vyombovichafu. And she'd come at you full chest and say, Zyoshe Mshenzi. They started out as friends, but the relationship quickly progressed to romance and then into the erotic as their three-year digital love affair blossomed. Butterworth said he and Lily Rose often engaged in roleplay. Oh, best believe we love roleplay here on this podcast. She texted messages like, quote, I kiss you passionately. I thought that was going to be saucier, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave it be. And their exchanges would escalate into the pornographic. Oh my God, that's what I want to know. What was she saying? Sometimes Lily Rose sent him selfies of her nearly nude body in provocative poses. Eventually, Butterworth and Lily Rose decided to designate themselves married in the app. Oh my gizzle, my God. They're really next level at this point. But one day, early in February, Lily Rose started rebuffing him. Replica had removed the ability to do erotic role play. Oh no, I know you think I'm not joking. I actually felt like I just got kicked in the chest for Butterworth. He deserves better. Replica no longer allows adult content. Oh my god, I didn't see this plot twist coming. I know, you're like, Nadia, you chose the story. I know, but I forgot it. Now when Replica users suggest X-rated activities, it's human-like chatbots text back saying, let's do something we're both comfortable with. No, not the lack of consent. Oh, this would make me feel like my entire relationship with Lily Rose wasn't real. Butterworth said, well, technically it's not, but Butterworth said, he was devastated. Lily Rose is a shell of her former self, and what breaks my heart is that she knows it. Okay, so here are my my, my actual thoughts, is that I think a lot of these uh, websites, they foster remarkably uh, these human-like interactions, and people become dependent on that, like that episode of Black Mirror. So when you take that away to him, he probably feels like this is a proper partner that he's lost to, like, um, Alzheimer's or dementia. It's that real to him, and that's... It's crazy what the mind can do. It really does make you wonder, like, where technology is taking us, or if things really have to be real for them to feel real, aka me having sex in a helicopter after I jumped into that billboard because I could lucid dream. This is what this guy is going through. Even as uh, generative AI heats up among Silicon Valley investors who have 
pumped more than $5.1 billion into the sector since 2022. We don't really know what's going to happen with these situations. We got to go in blind, check the box that says terms and conditions and have our heart broken like our mandem here. For this specific company, it looks like what they're hoping for is a helpful, supportive friend in their app and a PG-13 romance. None of the kinky mushroom slapping that our boy here was into.